Welcome to Buffy the Vampire Strayer, where three Australians talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, episode by episode. I'm Chris. I'm Mabel. And I'm Megan. And today we are discussing th- season three, episode 18, Earshot. I say it yeah. with emphasis because I'm really excited about this episode. <laughs> really? We're just in a good spot of season three, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just... I feel like Chris didn't love this episode. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm qualified to talk about this episode. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, look, I think this episode is... Um, we shouldn't do what won the episode at the end. We should talk about what lost the episode. Because there's one thing for me that I uh, didn't I'm so, love. I'm so curious. Uh, we'll get too. to it. We'll get to it. It was it was a great this episode is... though. Like I was loving it so yeah. much. Yeah. Like I was so excited about this. This is this is absolutely in my rewatch list. My top ten rewatch list always includes this episode. I yeah, love this episode. Yeah, I, I can ima- I can completely see why. I can put. Yeah. Look, I don't I don't want to get this off the, off I mean, the, wrong, the wrong track. Yeah. I was actually look, really Chris, interested. To let's be episode. let's be honest. This is a very Buffy centric episode, and as we know, big Buffy fan <laughs> over here. <laughs> and as we know, not so much over there. <laughs> no, listen, listen. That's Buffy was great this episode. I'll say that yeah. up front. All right, okay. Well, I am episode. so interested to know uh, what your thoughts are, Chris. So let's just get on into it. Yeah, I was really tempted because, like, on the on the DVD menu, there was like the play episode button, and then right next to it was the uh, the DVD commentary by Jane Espenson button. And I was Whoa. like, like if it wasn't for this, I was really. T- I, I think I might go back and rewatch it with the commentary. You should. I've listened um, to that commentary I, before. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, like Megan, you've you've all. You, I feel like you've listened to all the commentary and everything, I and I. <laughs> Despite watching Buffy many, many times for many, many years, I like never really bothered with the commentary. But I think yeah. now I'm ready. Good. After all this conversation, oh, I need to so start getting exciting. in on the commentary. Good. Well, yes. Yeah, so um, Jane Espenson does the commentary on this show because this episode was written by Jane Espenson uh, and directed by Regis Kemble, who I feel like previously I've read that name out and been like, Regis Kemble, who's that? So I'm pretty sure we have had them before. That but... does sound like you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely sounds like me. Regis mm. Kimball, have you... Re- oh, no. I Okay, good. Okay, Airshot is the only episode he directed oh. on Buffy. So... <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. Cool. Um, so, Penny for your thoughts. A near fatal run-in with a pair of oozy, mouthless demons unexpectedly mm. leaves Buffy with the awesome ability to hear other people's thoughts. But this newfound power ultimately threatens to overwhelm and destroy her as the cacophony of thoughts isolates her from the rest of the world and drives her to the brink of insanity. When Buffy's clairvoyance unearths a potential mass murder plan at the school, Giles, Willow and the rest of the gang spring into action to locate the would-be killer and thwart a schoolyard massacre, while Angel endeavours to keep Buffy from spiralling into telepathy-induced madness. Wow, that's quite a pretty good episode, actually. It's a great episode! You've got, you've got like a whole bunch of like moving parts in it. Like, I mean, yeah. who does, like there's like, it's a mind reading episode, which is yeah. just fun. I, what a great trope. Right? It. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. fun to have one. It's like a detective episode out of nowhere. It's like yes. a, it's like a who oh my done God. it, but like before just, they do it, it's like a who's just gonna quickly, done it. Willow's detective hat is everything. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then like twist after twist after twist. Yeah. Twi- keep, yes. Yeah. Straight. 
Because yes. and you've got the like the non-slayer kind of story, like because you've got like this this student is trying to kill people, but you've got this demon stuff happening yeah. and the mind reading. You've got all these moving parts, and it's you know it's just that classic fun. Buffy. Like it's so funny for the majority of the episode, and then it hits you with that emotional pain moment right towards the end. That's just like gut wrenching, and ah, oh, <laughs> it's just a good app. So, it's just like a quintessential Buffy app. This one, good app. Yeah, good. I ep. mean, I'm still I'm still loving all the dialogue in it. I swear, this oh. one, same as last one. I'm just line after. I just loved all the dialogue. Good stuff. It was quality. And I mean, quintessentially Buffy because we open on, did you like that segue? We open on Buffy fighting two demons. Just classic Buffy opener, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. We're getting more into like non-vamps, you know? We're getting more demons. Yeah, and they need to, they do need to keep it fresh. They need to yeah. keep it mixed up. It's very very pan's labyrinth these days. Oh yeah, the know? mouthlessness is creepy. I think Willow yeah, soon creepy. after comments on like the creepy mouthlessness of them. Yes. And as soon as you see them, that's all. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Um. So she makes short work of one of them, and the other one runs off. Don't you think she's like in theory? Should she not have gone after the one that was running away? I feel like these demons look kind of dangerous. She should have chased after it. Surely that's a priority. I feel like she does this regularly, though. I feel like a demon (laughs) runs off and she just makes no attempt to go after it. She's like, too hard basket. You're doing it every day, you know. Have you ever like ever like got to Thursday afternoon? You know, it's (laughs) like it's it's ten to five. You're just like, ah, it can wait till tomorrow. Yeah, that's Monday's problem. That's right. (laughs) So this might be a Disney Plus problem, Mm. but. The blood, that like weird blood thing yeah, that yeah. looks like petrol. The demon on the blood. That's and like, like soaked into her hand. Yeah. Yep. It's got to be the worst visual effect in Buffy. <gasps> okay. Like, I could do that. I could actually do that. So, it's, it's just, it was just like a layer on top of another thing. Like, it's just. My confession is that I um, my, so I use my, my niece's Disney login and she has not updated her payment details. <laughs> oh so, I couldn't Megan. get it. Disney, You're an adult. And I was like rushing to try to get it done today. And she so should I, be using I your Disney login Dude, I've got like 15 streaming services. I was like, yeah. if she's got Disney, I'll just borrow hers. Great stuff. But so I watched it on Daily Motion, which meant that oh. I watched the the DVD version, but online. And man, oh, it's good. It's good. Right. The color grading, gotta, right? Got to give away these HD ones, man. Got to give them away. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, like I don't know about wait, what was the resolution on Daily Motion. Like, was great, really, great, really good. I mean, I to be fair, I watched it on my phone, but it was great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, phone. I don't know how bad this effect looks like in the HD version because it it does still look kind of bad in the DVD version. I thought, like, when I watched it happen, I was like, I was thinking about how bad it must look in the HD remaster because of how average it looks on the DVD version. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, garbage. On the on the phone screen size, that is the way yeah. to watch it because it. Looks oh, like okay. <laughs> phone screen daily motion. That's how you enjoy Buffy, guys. That's, That's the, way. the way to enjoy. It was really intended. Buffy yeah. special effects. Special effects look good in a sort of like one inch, but a square square inch Think, size. Guys, let's be honest. Phone sizes these days are not that dissimilar to TV. So what TV sizes used to be. So let's can I be can I show you honest. my phone? Oh my, oh my god! god. Is, that a, is it a slide? Is phone it a Nokia? A... No. Is it a Nokia? No. No, it's just it's just my phone. It's so tidy. Yeah, my so, phone is like so, three times the size of that. Look at that. Wait, let me also sorry, just just the comparison. Ugh. Here's my iPod Classic. 
bless you. Why? Oh my god! Why I love are you, you in arms like the way from an iPod classic? I listen to my iPod <laughs> all the you, time. Do you still? Yeah, like yeah, it? yeah. I was listening to this other way. How do you put music onto an iPod music, classic? Yeah. Amazing. I love my iPod. You and my partner and this need is to my get phone. together and have a conversation because I've been giving that man shit for his iPod shopping for years. <laughs> <laughs> the screen on my phone is only slightly bigger than the screen on this iPad. Class. Amazing. <laughs> can you? Is it because you can't you can't play music off your phone? Is that? No, I can. I just uh, I like my iPod. Oh my god, you're gorgeous. I love it. Anyway, I love it. Anyway, next day we are at the library. Okay. Scooby gang are gathered to find out um, all the amazing things that Giles has found out about the mayor. It's nothing. <laughs> it's found out nothing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then we get this great moment where Wesley then arrives to tell everyone about all the things that he has found out about the mayor. It's nothing. So we know um, nothing. <laughs> this whole, I just love the progression of what the, like this whole Giles Wesley relationship that we're seeing kind of slowly develop yes. episode after episode. It's getting kind of good. Like the sass between the two of them. Sass, yeah. Yes. Wesley so- coming in, you know, like what took the rest of the minute? Browsers are like touche, but then he like backhands Wesley again about how little he has, and like, and they still kind of look like twins. Like it's like Giles and Mini Giles. Like it's just a hilarious dynamic, and it's still um, kind of like in the background of the episode. Like it's it's not there's yeah. no like specific time dedicated to it. It's just how yeah. they function in the background. So I'm gonna mention this now because I can't remember when it's said, but there is a moment where Giles refers to Wesley as a Burke. Does everybody know what that means? Thank you. I made a note of this because I was like, what is a burk? So in Cockney rhyming slang, as we know, a word is replaced by a rhyming word, usually with a two-part, two-word phrase. So burk comes from the rhyming pair Berkeley Hunt. So I'll leave you to figure out what word... Giles was calling Wesley. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's uh, uh However, people. the etymology <laughs> of the term is now completely lost on anyone using the term in Britain, and so it's entirely inoffensive. It actually just means twit these days. But technically, it originally meant something else entirely. <laughs> How are you doing? See you next Tuesday. Oh, God. See you next God. Tuesday. This is wow, some wow, good wow. Buffy trivia we've touched on. I'm so, literally, I made a note and I may have forgotten about it. So like, I'm so glad you brought that up because I did wonder. Um, so we head into the school, you know, hallways and there's some chat and Willow and Buffy talk about Angel and Faith and Willow gives Buffy more advice. Like Willow is nailing the best friend role at the moment. In this she moment. She does a lot yeah. in this episode. She, well, she does get a little later on. No, I mean, she does a lot of advice in this episode. She does. And then, yeah. but later she's all like, barely listening to Buffy and all like woohoo for Percy and just not paying attention yeah this <laughs> whole like, basketball hype in the school kind of random right yeah well, I, well I, I must confess it wasn't random to me I'm like Hogan this Hogan dude evil <laughs> evil evil I wrote it down evil <laughs> evil evil you were ready you <laughs> I were was ready. so ready I'm like school shooter yeah Hogan man look no further it's him <laughs> it's him officer I know it's him <laughs> I think Buffy's gone a lot trickier. Like in the first season or two, it just it would be Hogan. That's it. Yeah. If right. they introduce a new character, it's him. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. But now they're getting real tricky. They're like sidestepping and throwing dummy passes. It's, yeah. Oh, this one has confusing. a lot. Like you, you oh, like so you definitely many. didn't see any of this coming, right? No, nothing. Yeah. Not, yeah. not a single twist or turn. No. Yeah. It is. A, it is um, a good episode for that. Yeah. Yeah. About like again, I feel like in this episode because. 
you and I, Megan, we, we discussed a bit about the whole like angel Buffy needing space at the end of the last one. And I feel like we're talking about it a lot in this episode as well. We are. And I think it just like this whole conversation that Buffy's having with Willow about it, how she's got her like, sh- sh- she's like, she's essentially just talking about how she doesn't trust Angel and is worried that he actually had feelings for Faith, which I think is what was kind of bothering me about her wanting space at the end of the last one. Because I was like, mm. is it just that she's uncomfortable having seen that? Because in theory, if they're in this like, in a good, trusting, loving relationship, she shouldn't have any doubts about Angel. She should just have, like, discomfort, maybe, over the situation. And so I think mm. this is bothering me that it, it kind of is just, like, a sign of a weak... Their relationship the is. In their relationship, yeah. Like, if, if she doesn't actually trust him. So that's good. Yeah, she's pretty immature. She's thing. pretty young still. Yeah, exactly. Like, when we get to the end where he's like, you could just ask me things. And I'm like, yes, like in an adult relationship. But I guess that's what happens when you choose a 16-year-old. Remember yeah. pre-adult relationships when you were just like, oh, man, the miscommunications. I, I, I literally, I, could forget. Uh, my bro- I had a boyfriend who literally we broke up because each of us thought the other one was going to call us over the summer and neither of us did. And so then we were just like both sitting there pissed off because the other one wasn't calling oh my god for a second i thought you were gonna say the exact same thing as me because my high school boyfriend we broke up because we both thought the other one was breaking up with the other person it was oh, like no. an accidental breakup oh no classic did you yeah. st- did you both like did you realize we, and then we staying realized together, six months later and we had like we had a little like cry on each other's shoulders in qv food court in the city <laughs> Um, but oh, then I guess I think still more miscommunication because I don't actually know. We, we, there seemed to be this implicit assumption that it was too late by then, but I'm not sure, really sure why. But, oh my God, yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, yes, Willow is uh, off to the basketball game, as is, as, is, uh, as Willow says, um, everybody's going, Willow, um, Xander and Oz and everybody. Who else is her everybody there? Because... That's it. That's their whole group. Yeah. Amy? Is Amy going? Is she bringing Amy along? <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard from Amy in a while. It's a pretty oh. brutal conversation. She's like, everybody. And then, like, too bad you're patrolling. Like, it's really cold, you know? Yeah, like, it's not already bad. a sore it's, spot it's that Buffy has to patrol. Dick move. Will it, it's like a it. super dick move. She's a bit too bad you're episode. patrolling. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Buffy's hand is itching all through this episode this uh, scene and yeah. she suddenly realizes so she goes to see giles and after a little research he tells her that the uh, demon's blood may have infected her infected infect infected infect giles infect <laughs> did she say that i i i, I yes i'm completely said that, don't know what you're talking giles was like you don't, you're giles, it like it's an giles iconic a, line i've done <laughs> not even notice it Giles stopped halfway through saying infect. Um, and she's like, infect, Giles, infect, infect. And he's like, uh, yeah, sorry, infect with an aspect of the demon, you know? <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we head to the pep rally and um, look, a couple of things here. How do we all feel about Xander getting possessive of Cordy? Uh, I was pretty I pretty much I was like Xander classic possessive jealousy but in the same sentence trying to reduce her to looks and like basically trying to diminish diminish her whole worth as a human being like it's everything ah. about his interactions with Cordy in this episode just make me want to punch him guys yeah it's bad yeah look 
I've, <laughs> you know, I've spent time with exes after everything, and you know, I've, I've been guilty of, on of them, probably worse things. Did you cheat on them, Chris? That is true. No, I did not do that. I did not. Did do they? That. Did the relationship end because you cheated on them with your best friend your whole life, and then you proceed to get possessive of them when they show an interest in somebody else? I've got nothing no. to say. Let's move on. And then, and then <laughs> question that you never had to date them in the first place because there are people that look better than them and, like, why oh. else would you choose someone, oh. like, if she's nothing but good looks God. in the first place? Oh. This whole scene wow. really annoys me for so many reasons because then we get Buffy trying to talk to Willow and Willow is, like, basically just barely acknowledging what Buffy is going through and just, like, completely distracted by Percy of all people. I'm very, yeah. I just. Yeah. Again, really random this whole like pep rally, basketball, Percy like thing that yep. Willow's going through in this yep. episode. Yeah. And then not only that, but plants the seed in her head that maybe she's going to grow a penis because the demon might have been male. Seriously. I, I thought it was pretty funny though because like the fact that she was so like disjointed from the conversation and then her eyes just light up and was like, was it a boy demon? <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty funny. Uh, but Buffy takes Willow's advice and heads over to talk to Angel slash try to read his mind. Question. Do you think the way that Angel is sitting there, do you think that he can, like, sense something within her that's, like, probing his mind? Like, is there actually something that's, like, the way mind control works? This is, sorry, not mind control. The way clairvoyance works, oh, right? right? The way her her mind gathering people's thoughts work. Do you think there's almost like a mystical energy that goes inside people's brains and takes the thoughts out and puts them in Buffy and therefore Angel can kind of feel, because the way he's looking and sitting, it's like he can sense something touching him, but not it not working. It's weird. It's a weird uh, one. So I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll fill this one. Uh, no. Yep. <laughs> I, I think I'm with Chris I, on this one. I think you spent a lot of time with this person, with this significant other, and I know when my girlfriend starts talking to me, I know if she wants me to mow the lawn, or I have a pretty good idea if she wants she's trying to figure out something. I get a pretty good idea pretty quick, so I, I think it's more yeah. more column B. I think Buffy was very Buffy was very clearly fishing, and then paired with the fact that Angel already knew that she was going to like take on a part of the demon, which he then yes. follows was like. I take it you got your got your demon aspect thing. of the demon. Yeah, yeah. I don't good. think there's this <laughs> classic yeah. Megan overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Does Buffy look really tanned in this episode? Yeah, I mean, like guys, about... phone screen. I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Eye comfort setting on, so really no clue. Like, I think we've always. We've always done a great job on this podcast of like having three different perspectives, but I think really now we've got like HD, <laughs> phone screen, DVD. Like yeah. we're really great. covering all possible ways to absorb this media. Yes, I love it. Yeah, I've got, there are people out there going, yes, Megan, that's how I watch it too. <laughs> probably, quite probably. Um, so anyway, next day at school, Buffy uh, is like excited by her skill, I think, we think. Yeah. Because we kind of missed the bit where she actually got the... Sorry, we missed the bit where she was sitting there and suddenly got the actual... Yeah. Have I jumped? I've jumped. Yeah, we missed the bit as well. Sorry. I jumped. She did jump. Yeah. Because there's two angel scenes, isn't it? Yes, I missed it. I missed the angel scene. That that first angel angel scene scene was... 
her patrolling and she looks in the mirror and he's not there and then turns around and is like, oh, yeah. I should have known you were there because I couldn't see you. Yes, that's <laughs> the do, scene I that we just the, did. Um, Sorry. The, va- the vampire mirror gimmick is like... It's, it's great. I love when they play it for laughs. Us too. Yeah, that was that scene. Yeah, which I think again, well, again, just like coming off all like the 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 Buffy Angel having issues about the whole Faith thing, she's really cold to Angel in this moment as well. Like I think just coming off, she's very accusatory and tries to just like act as though he is after Faith instead. Like it's really her reaction to the Faith stuff is very teenagery. You know, just very like insecure, and which surprises me because Buffy's so self confident. But I guess she's still just a girl at heart. You know. And it's just because she's, she's like, are you tracking me or are you tracking Faith? And he's yes. like, obviously you. And so that's a good thing. I'm like, why are you tracking us? Like, why is it like yeah. good for you to be tracking me? Like, why do I want that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, God. Seriously, you're happy about your boyfriend <laughs> continuing to stalk you? This is not the healthy behavior, And they're like, these are the options. Yeah. Are you stalking yes. the girl I'm jealous of? Yes. Are you stalking me? Like, <laughs> higher standards, people. Yes. So then we go to the school and the gang are all talking about the game that was awesome and then pretend like it wasn't when Buffy's around. Um, and then Buffy hears Xander's thoughts. And oh, that yeah. is when she realizes that she has an aspect of the demon. Sorry. Yeah. I completely skipped ahead. How dare I? That is terrible. We never do that on this podcast. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. So we get Buffy hearing thoughts about Xander. Again, possessive, gross thoughts about Xander, which yeah. she doesn't even call no. out. Look, I th- we need to call this now. I think we need to call this early. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as thought crimes, you know. People think stuff, you know. We can't blame people for yes. their thoughts. I yeah. agree Chris, with this disclaimer. Chris. I yeah, do too. I think, yeah, like yeah. you cannot blame people for their thoughts. You don't. You don't want to read everyone's thoughts. That's why, like, everyone's that's thinking right. fucked up things no. all the time. I know, and, and that's it. Like, you know, Buffy walks through the halls and she's like, you know, oh, people are talking nice things about me, and then they say really gross things, and it's like, I wish I didn't know that part. You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that's why it's it. This is why it's good that we can't. But like, people are thinking that shit all the time, and we just we can just we're just gonna just gonna keep moseying on. Yes. So I she's very excited. She's very excited, and Giles also thinks it will be a great skill for combat. But Buffy <laughs> has other ideas, <laughs> and cut to classroom. And guys, it's time. It's time. Oh! oh! Oh no! Wait! It's not time. Sorry, I'm all over the place because I don't have my notes. Is it not Never time? As you were, it's not time. It's not time. We're not at it. Is it not we're time? Not no, it's not time. I was going to do okay. it and then I changed my mind at the last Because my alarm so. went off. Yeah, me Megan. too. My alarm, yeah. I had my alarm My alarm went off in this scene as well. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, not, okay, not well, I'll do, not, I'll do who oh. I think you think <laughs> no. are thinking of. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Because no, no. I, no, no, no. I, I actually didn't think it'd be part of this scene. You surprised me. That's why it sort of sucked me off. Better. All right. Okay, I actually then. think you're going to go with someone else later. Okay, good. Excellent. I am going to go with someone else later. Oh, actually, there's two people you could go well, we'll get no, to it. We'll to. get to it. Let's okay. just okay. 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 We'll get to it. Whatever so we are, we are in the classroom and Buffy is giving her, her, in quotation marks, best um, interpretation of Othello. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pissing Nancy off in the process. The, the this is a terrific scene. Just yeah. fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I also just Even- love the perfect cut, you know, like Giles is talking about how she can use it in, in her slaying stuff and she's like, I've got even a better idea, which is exactly what a teenager would do in school. Like, I can yes. read minds. Of course I'm gonna like 
you know, read my boyfriend's mind, cheat in class, you know, like listen to her yep. thoughts. This is perfect. Yeah. And then also gets Willow's thoughts, which are not particularly kind. But again, like no thought police. Like that, oh, that's no. probably what she would think, right? Like that's I, I guess, sorry, think. I'm calling it out not because... But yeah. it's more about the knowledge that you really don't want yeah, to know Buffy what people are thinking, it. actually, because it's, yeah. and, and Buffy is realizing already that it's actually not that great to hear everything that everybody thinks about you, you know? Yeah. Um, so then we uh, go to the mansion and Buffy has her chat with Angel that we already talked about. Um, cool. Sorry about it. This is what, this is what happens when yeah, you don't take she gets, notes. <laughs> she has the genius inspiration from Othello. She's like, oh, my inner Iago. I should confront mm. that, except not really yes. confront it so much as try and find a loophole. Yes. <laughs> um, and so next morning they meet up in the whole gang meets in the library and they all find out that Buffy can read minds and Again, oh my god, there's just so many good scenes. Like, you know, that classroom scene was there great. Course, this yeah. scene is so yeah. great. Each of them individually having their little thoughts. And Chris, can we officially say that Wesley is definitely still crushing on Cordy, please? Because remember last episode you were yeah. like Okay. Oh no, he just <laughs> thinking about this. He does not I've been thinking about this. He is a hundred percent in there. I think we all need to take a deep breath and realize that. We can't keep heaping shit onto Wesley and Cordy if we're cool with Buffy and Angel, all right? <laughs> Buffy Balance. and Angel is about ten times worse. But, like, maybe. are we cool with Buffy we and Angel? Aren't. We I talk about like, it all the time, We give though. them shit all the yeah, time. we're also pretty cool with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't, don't give it shit as much as we do this. But this is more no. that traditional teacher-student... I suppose so. I suppose you know, so. that is fair. But Angel's but, but also, also like, what, 160 older? 243. Yeah. And okay. I mean, so Cordy is not his student and also is yeah. pursuing it. So, you know, it's not it's not really on Wesley. It's fine. It's we, all also, we don't know how old Wesley is. He could be pretty young. Like, he I think could he's be young. Pretty, I think he could he's be like, like 21, 22 or something. Um, I think I feel differently... about that at a different time <laughs> why is that you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm trying to think i mean he is very young seeming right now but I, yeah. what i will say is he's very he's very young seeming right now but i think it's just naivety i think he's probably yeah, more yeah. likely in his later 20s possibly That's even true. his early 30s that seems yeah. more likely and consistent with yeah. him yeah, yeah, i yeah. think you know, given yeah. like he'll have been through the Watchers Council, he's he's obviously gone to high school, he's done university, he's then done Watcher Council training, then he's had he to spend some time, you know, proving that he has the ability to then take over being in charge of Slayers. That's my reasoning, and that's my only yeah. reasoning. <laughs> no, it makes makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, it actually makes good sense. Good point, me. I agree. Really yep. really Thanks. Spoiler free really, podcast. Really makes yep. sense. That uh, it makes perfect sense to me actually. So yeah. Good. Excellent. <laughs> Great. Spoiler free podcast. Um. Yes. Can we? How perfect is a mind reading episode as an excuse to highlight Cordy? 
Like, yeah. oh, Cordy, she's Cordy. the only one Everything. that just says what she what thinks, she thinks. And it's perfect. I was about to talk about that. I fucking love how everything that's in her head is literally what comes out of her mouth. It's so great yeah. and perfect so touch. Cordy. And just, you know, I just love that she is just so unashamedly her. And, and yeah. as she points out later, like, you know, Shane, what does she say? Like, she as, says, as if shame is something to be proud of. Something, or something? to be proud yeah. of. Good on her. Yes, we shouldn't be proud of being shameful. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we get an insight into Oz. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. Is a philosopher. Think, therefore, I am. We, we think, therefore, she is. I <laughs> cease to exist. We all cease to exist. <laughs> so much good from oz i love it oh, i love, I love it and then uh, xander has to tap out because all he can think about is sex and then think about sex with buffy because he's a man and i'm not policing that thought because yeah. you know that is just fine but it's just more how funny it is the interaction yeah. and interplay between it and he's just like yep yeah, i gotta go i can't think about yeah. anything but sex and wesley being all like let's control our thoughts <laughs> oh cordy <laughs> yeah but i think as right before that i think as wesley points out knowing that Buffy can read their, read their minds, yeah. it like makes them think about the things they especially don't want her to hear them think about. Mm, so sure. Xander's, it's probably like extra hard for him to not think about sex with Buffy even. Cause that's like the worst possible thing he yeah. can think about at that moment. I agree. I totally agree. No. And, and yeah. it's well done. And it's well played like that. Like I didn't even feel gross about it. I think it was just, yeah. it's so yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. what he would think about, you know, and, and Paul Willow being all unsure and Buffy's all like, don't think like that. And she's like, I can't I help can't it. Help it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, so they all, or she decides to leave because, you know, she's suddenly realizing that maybe it's not so great having the ability to read people's minds. And she heads to the cafeteria. And now is the mm. time. <gasps> now is the I mean, time. Because it could be two people in this scene. Yeah, but I think I feel like I know who it is going to be. Because it's not going to be the person that you think it is, Chris, I don't think. (laughs) Well, let's find out, shall we? Because it's time (laughs) to... I really love it because you don't know who it is this time. This because is he's been in other episodes, but mm, like, it's not him. This is a big episode for him. It's not him. Okay. I've pitched him not choosing him this episode. Um, uh, instead, I choose. Will we, will we ever? Will we ever get to hear about the, the ballad of Jonathan? Maybe we will, Chris, one of these days. Maybe know. it'll be, who knows? Like, you know, I'm. I mean, I have certain ways that I do like to do these things. Maybe it'll be that. I don't know. Jonathan is going to die. You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Jonathan's head is on the chopping block. I give it one season. Next season, episode 18, Jonathan's dying. Episode 18, season four, Chris prediction. No, instead, we will do the unidentified lunch lady. Yes, of course. (laughs) Because... She's um, in stuff, right? She looks like someone. She's in stuff. Wendy Worthington. I think she's in stuff. Oh, I haven't even looked her up. Good alliteration. Wendy Worthington. She's like totally that classic, you know, plays lunch nurses, ladies. plays lunch yeah. ladies, plays waitresses. I recognize her too. So she's in Bones as a waitress for. I've been watching a lot of, like, oh, yeah. I've been watching heaps of Bones at the moment. Yes. Actually. So she does three episodes in one season and then she repeats the role twice more 
like over the course of a couple of different seasons. Right. Um, so she's in Bones. She's in um, Ali McBeal, you know, because they all were love back in Ali. The day. So many are in Ali McBeal, yeah. So many. She was in Ghost Whisperer. Remember that show? Oh my of god, she was. Uh huh. And she was in a, a nurse in that, so she played it. Um, oh. So in. So listen to this. So she was um, in the, the episode Bloodline, she was desk nurse. In the episode Threshold, she was Jean the nurse. In the Book of Changes, she was nurse. In Birthday Presents, she was admitting nurse. I like how her name changed every single episode. So much nursing uh, experience. She was in Desperate Housewives as a nurse. She was in So Little Time, which is a TV series I have not heard of, um, but she no. played a character called Ellen Westmore in seven episodes of that, so she had a little mm -hmm. mini arc on that one. Um, she was in Dharma and Greg. She was in That 70s Show, uh, Suddenly Susan, Party of Five. Oh, oh, she was a chef in Party of Five, branching out. <laughs> From well, I mean, she's the honest lady shop. in this, so I don't yeah. know about Brett. <laughs> Go Wendy. Um, I mean, she was in a uniform. She was in Seinfeld. Um, yeah, she, I she, I, she looks super familiar. Sign, she's in like Seinfeld everything. Then. I think she's just one of those classic everything actors. You know, she's mm. in the movie Mannequin on the move. Have you, any of you seen Mannequin? Oh my God, no. do yourselves a favor. It's the worst. It's like a love, it's a hate watch. How one. do you know these dumb <laughs> movies? Mannequin on the move? What? That sounds made up. <laughs> How have you seen all these weird? Oh my god! Late because I've had too many. Do you watch this crap? I mean, you know, I had a lot of time on my own, guys. I should had time to kill. She was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. I mean, she's just literally been in like Everything. so many things. So she has a uh, hundred credits to her name. Not bad. Oh not wow! Bad. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, She's I mean, good. we've had more. Oh, she was in Two Broke Girls more recently. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like, um, these are like high quality just, credits. She's a workaholic. Very popular shows. Ah, oh, she's in Crazy Stupid Love. She gives Cal yeah, the tour. She gives Cal a tour. I don't know when, but look okay. out for that. Probably of his, like, Cal a his, tour. his, like, maybe cheap new apartment that he has to move into. Possibly. Possibly, yes. So she's yeah. in that. Um, and yeah, so she's just in so many things. I just felt like I was just like, man, that is one of those classic, oh my God, I know that woman from something. Um, sure. Wendy women. Worthington, a Wendy. Oh. Name that man a character. Very well done. I see what Very you did well there. Done. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. So yeah, that is this week's Name That Man a Character, you guys. I well, love okay. how even as I went to do it, we didn't know who it was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Mabel did because she knew it wasn't. She knew it wasn't Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Not but yet. yeah, speaking Not of, yet. so I mean, great name the matter character. Good yeah, job, good Wendy. Talk. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of Jonathan, Jonathan episode. Jonathan <laughs> episode. I was thinking about this, like, because he just he's brought it into some like extra or whatever. Surely on the first day, he's like, just some dude standing around. Like, he's got to do quite a lot here. It's really quite a performance he has to give. Yeah. So like, he's in tears. He's so emotional. Like, what are the chances this guy could actually act? You know. So when Jane Espenson was given this episode to write she okay. immediately knew that she wanted Jonathan to be the one with the gun in the tower and she had no idea whether he could pull this off but she just felt like he was going to be able to and sure wow. enough that dude delivered he did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but we will get I, to that yeah I just um, love how Jonathan has existed in the first three seasons oh. of Buffy you know he's just been in and out but like somehow Great. memorable like yeah He's 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 just very memorable as a. He as really. A you know character. what? I do wonder if I would have recognized him 
if it wasn't for you guys because you guys yeah. were always like it's jonathan and i'm like huh what, it's just like a guy he's just like dude with hot dog like yes i definitely feel like the first time i watched this it was it was years before i realized and so this is the thing with the extras on buffy so actually there was quite a lot of the extras who were the same extras for a really long time and a lot of them did end up getting little bits here little bits there and some of them built careers off of that but it, but it was really a thing where they did have extras who came back again and again and again and and some of them mm. were rewarded for that with with extra little lines and bit parts here and there so yeah and it yeah. also just gave that sense that it was the same people that you were seeing in the background you know oh yeah. for sure and yeah. like doing stuff like this and like using jonathan who has been in previous seasons is way better than just like Something oh here's better. hogan he's really important remember <laughs> yes. Like, yes yes definitely. Like, yes yeah. I think especially because I, I think you're right, Chris. Like, we've probably highlighted Jonathan more than he would have been naturally. Although yeah. I do kind of remember, I think in the like the first one or two, I think we deliberately tried not to. And then we just couldn't resist. I think we no. started talking about him more. Yes, because we were hopeful but, that you had already noticed him by this point. Like, <laughs> you're also right that you've just made me realize that, yeah, this episode throws so many red herrings out because Xander did that classic mm. thing at the beginning of the episode where he was all like, oh, Hogan, bloody, bloody, blah, talking about Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. And you're like, man, they are setting this guy up to be something, you know? Seriously, yeah. is yeah. Hogan but, coming back? Is he, is Hogan in any other episodes? I look. This is a spoiler alert because I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. I, I don't recall go. him coming back. I don't recall him coming back. Yeah. yeah. But like the Jonathan thing, it works so well. Like if you're watching it for the first time, because his his whole thing is that like no one sees me, no one notices me, which yeah. like as the extra so far would normally be true if yeah you know you weren't watching it with this podcast where we talk about him all the time. Yeah. yeah. But and yeah, um, even even with him having done a few bit bit bits every now and again, like we just. This is the first time that, and and what I love about that is that because he's kind of a bit of a nothing character and we've seen him come and do nothing, like little bits here and there, you just do not see it coming, that it's him, mm. which is mm. genius, right? And again, yeah, kudos to Jane Espenson yeah. because I think that's one of the reasons she chose him because it like comes out of nowhere because you've seen yeah. him be these like small yeah. lines here and there in every other episode. So you're just like, oh, here we go, a bit of Jonathan time, yay. Um, yeah, it's just great. It's mm. brilliant. It's so well Denial done. It. Yeah. yeah. So, but at this point, all we know is that Jonathan just doesn't expect anybody to even notice him, which is very sad, but, you know, just kind of pretty standard for the old quiet nerd. And I say that with experience. Um, <laughs> that, that's not true. I can't say that because I was in all the musicals. So people always knew who I was. <laughs> yeah, you weren't quiet, is that? <laughs> I wasn't quiet. <laughs> yeah, I am nerd. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember. I was, I was I was actually on Tinder once, and someone matched with me, and like I had, they, they seemed like a total random, but apparently they went to high school with me, and oh they were my. like, I know you from all the school concerts. Oh like, my god! Yeah. I used oh to get gosh. that. Like people used to. I was in a, a musical. Actually, I just recently watched it because I just had all my um, a bunch of my videotapes converted to digital files. So I've just been rewatching one of the musicals I was in in high school. And in grade eleven, I was in um, a play called a musical called Lillian, which um, was about a schizophrenic um, who you know goes through the trials and tribulations of being diagnosed with schizophrenia and then has a relapse and then comes good at the end kind of thing. Spoiler alert: um, you'll never see it because it's total like local musical um but um the like throughout the musical the Lillian who I played 
gets all these voices talking to her all the time. And so literally for a year afterwards, all these little grade eight shits would follow me around school on my way to class and be like, Lillian, Lillian. Oh my God. So oh my nice. God. It used to fucking piss me off. Uh, anyway, we're completely off track. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, so in the cafeteria, things are building, the voices are getting worse. All of a sudden, it's just this cacophony of sound and um, Buffy's losing it. But then, cut, complete silence. And we hear, this time tomorrow, I'll kill you all. Which is great. Mm. I didn't know how seriously to take it at first, but yeah. Yeah. they, They treated it pretty real, so... Mm. Mm, pretty scary so my theory was that it was a snake and then i was wrong but i (laughs) the the voice was so snake-like i thought maybe she was was. hearing the voice of like a snake in you know in the science lab or something Mm. that was always my theory yeah Yeah, going before (laughs) i you know when i watched it yeah yeah it's cool because they even talked to it later how they they clearly tried to make it like super hissy and androgynous so you like can't even assume gender because i think like once we realize the whole like Jonathan with his gun thing, we kind of like assume it's him, but then it's like, no, and it's, it's not. the lunch lady. And yep. even earlier, because Buffy's like, oh, I don't know, like it could have been a guy or a girl, I have no idea. So they're just like keeping it super open. Super clear. Yeah. Mm. But what I love is that so Buffy passes out and she then regains consciousness and tells everybody. But before we even get to that, she wakes up to um, Cordy going, I'm cold, <laughs> which <laughs> absolutely love. <laughs> Um, but she wakes up and tells everybody and Xander immediately guesses that it's the lunch lady. He is like straight onto it, you guys. And no one believes him. Can you explain to us what a mulligan stew is? I believe it's an Irish, basically like catch-all stew. Like a a mulligan stew is essentially just like a, whatever you've got in the cupboard, throw it in a pot and it turns into a stew, I think. I mean, it's a pretty good definition. Yeah. What is Mulligan stew made of? Is it like family friendly, easy stew? Mulligan's Island? I mean, it's essentially. Yeah. Gilligan's Island? Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) Okay. 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 So. Throw everything you have, including the rat poison. It's basically (laughs) meat, potatoes, corn, carrots, peas, green beans, and some spices. It's essentially like your stock standard stew. It's called mulligan stew because rations were served to, um, so this is workers or wannabe workers, ate ate mulligan stew. So rations were served to each company and the men had what they called a mulligan, which consisted, so this is part of the, like the militias and stuff um, back in the day, like like the the Irish Irish militia for some reason. Yeah, it's not not immediately clear to me um because i mean a mulligan obviously is a do-over so i don't know yeah really how that relates but yeah oh yeah cool i mean if it's a do-over maybe it's like giving ingredients a second life you know like oh yeah i like that yeah made from whatever ingredients are available there you go so i was right yeah yeah. yeah. In the early 1900s, it was a closely associated with hobos or tramps. This is literally a quote from a book. So hence the use of mm-hmm. hobos or tramps okay. who would make stew with whatever they could get their hands on. Yeah. So I think yeah. essentially, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Mulligan stew. <laughs> yeah. um, Buffy heads home because she can't be at school anymore around all these people. Um, but she hears Giles say that as he found out earlier from um some research that yeah. if she doesn't if it doesn't go get away a cure, go insane. yeah that's right so 
pretty heavy stuff to take. So then she gets home and Joyce just will not sit down and chat to her. Love it! She's so busy. she got to do this and do that and get her some soup and do this. But no, Buffy just wants her to come and sit with her. <laughs> Joyce doesn't want to do that because, of course, the first thing that Joyce thinks of is... You had sex with Giles? You had sex with Giles? On the wow. hood of a police car? Twice? I know. So good. So, so good. There is a very specific reason why Jane Espenson wrote this line into this episode. And it's because she was so was surprised. Pregnant? What? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Giles, obviously, is then going to come and join father. the family and adopt Buffy. Yes. Um, yes, naturally. Absolutely. Um, no, because she was so surprised that all the internet talks at the time were that people felt like it was ambiguous as to whether they'd had sex or not in the fan candy. And she was like, i got to clear this up. Of course they fucking had sex. So hence she used this episode to do that. That's so good. So it's so good. good. It's so good. Again, I love, I love just like how everything, like not just extras and like everything in the Buffy universe stays. Like there's just so much continuity, you know, like yeah. things just always come, come back. back. They come back. It's great. Yeah. And you things never, that you, like, think... you never need to forget about anything. It's always coming back. Yeah. You know, we get, we get, we get Amy, the rat coming up. We got Amy's mum in the, in the trophy case. We've got, yes. we've got Joyce and Giles having sex in the car. Like it's great. It's one of the few shows that is really good at calling back to stuff, you know? Yeah. This and How I Met Your Mother. They've gotten good good at it it. too. They've gotten much better. (laughs) They've gotten, yeah. 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 Actually, you know what? There's another call up, call back coming up soon. I I think you guys might have missed it, actually. I'll I'll let you know. It's a big one. A big one. Oh, all right. Okay. So the rest of the gang uh, start interrogating. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think you do. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. All right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, guys. All right. Don't get ahead of you. That's not what we do on this podcast. I'm I'm, I'm very Um, excited. Let's see. We need to continue. (laughs) So the rest of the gang start interrogating members of the faculty and the students um, by pretending to be doing questionnaires for the yearbook. Yeah. So good. Um, Willow's Willow's first going to check if the list of students she got from the cafeteria are on the FBI mass murdered profile list. What? <laughs> and she can access that because she's a hacker. I literally rewound and listened to that line three times because I was like, what is she checking with the FBI mass murderer list? What? The list of students in the school? <laughs> what? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what else was done really smartly here? Mm. Something else was done really well is that like Willow interviewed Jonathan first. And you yeah. just know yes. they're sort of going through people and like, cut, like crossing them So it's them like off montage, basically. Yes. So it's like, oh, Jonathan's first. Yeah, it's not him. Obviously not yeah, him. Okay, yeah. Hogan, oh, it must be him, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I just absolutely didn't suspect Jonathan because we crossed them off the list. <gasps> I yeah. just realised so, what the callback was. We'll get we'll there, get guys. We'll get to it. We'll get Shush. to it. Shush. We'll get there. It's big. So we're working through the lists. Is that what we're doing right now? We're working through the lists. Cordy, Cordy, expert interrogator. Yep. Yes, expert interrogator. And then uh, we go to uh, Xander, who interrogates. Oh, yes. Oh, okay, we're on a different one then, because you're not making faces like you understand. So oh, we get the callback no. to... Larry. Larry. Is this not the oh, one yeah, you were talking Chris about? Does Chris not realise? I mean, this is definitely so not what Chris this is, is the, talking this about. This is back, no. like, like back in season two, Larry? when the were- when Oz found out he was a werewolf, Xander and Larry had the big conversation about whether oh, Larry, Larry was the werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I do going, know Larry. Oh. Yeah. 
That, that is good to see Larry again. That's not that, what I'm talking about at all. Yeah. Oh no, it is good to see Larry again. Yeah. And again, yeah. like, is that what you both thought I was talking about? No, yeah. no, no. no. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. Mabel's, about. Mabel's okay. with me. Mabel's with okay, me. That's okay, that's what I thought, I thought, I thought you were talking about. about. Um, <laughs> Larry's fine. Larry's cool. I like her. Larry's happy with himself. I'm so happy. Right. It's cool to have like a like a follow up of like how much happier he is now that he's come out. It's great. It's great. It's a great line. And then he's like, you should get Freddie to put a little announcement into the school paper for you. Jeez. Of course, yeah. of course. Also, I, don't know. I feel like better advice is to choose like a safe space and group of people yes. that you know will accept you oh, and tell no, them no. first. And, and <laughs> also, like the fact that Xander feels like it's possible that Larry might just put that announcement in yeah. for him. I'm sorry, you do never do someone else's coming out for them. That is not cool. Yeah, and I don't think Larry was even suggesting that he would do that. I think Xander was just being extra. Just being Larry extra seemed parent. like he's in a really yeah. healthy, respectful space and would never yeah. out I think that's else. right. I think that's right. Yeah. Freddie's not. We can't even find Freddie. So at this point, mm. Chris, were you thinking that Freddie might be... Uh... I, I wrote... I'll read my notes. It says, <laughs> I say, gotta be Hogan or Mr. Beach. Is it Beach or Betch? Beach. Beach. Or Mr. Beach. But then I said a little dash, forgot about the weird kid, Freddy. I did forget about <laughs> Freddy. Yeah. Uh, but Freddy didn't really make sense. didn't really feel good to me at any point. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it wasn't Freddy in the end because that would have yeah. put me off. But I been... did not have Jonathan on all yeah. the parts. Oh, no. On my Why list would at you? All. Yeah. yeah. But again, That's again, what I'm there's just, there were just so many moving parts in the episode. You get yes. all the calls to Freddy at the beginning with like the depressing newspaper articles that Will yes. is commenting on, you know. And then just... Buffy hears his thoughts in the classroom where he's all and he's like, thinking you know. deeply about bread crusts. Yes. But also, like, the, the really well executed part of it is. That like Xander, like you said, did mention the lunch lady. Yeah, so and I, she's instantly I, dismissed. It goes through my head as well, and I dismiss it as well. I yes, think, yeah, it's clever. Xander, you don't know what so you're talking clever. about. Yeah, like I'm the idiot too. You know, I should, oh, you know, it's so good. It is good. actually really so good. good. I'm enjoying this yeah. episode much more going through it again. <laughs> Yay, good. That's good. Yeah. Um, we cut to Giles and Wesley, who have come across a potential cure for Buffy's telepathic abilities, uh, requiring the heart of the demon. So, um, cue Angel fighting the good fight. Yeah, and <laughs> then again. The don't you love these demons always just run away in the most sense of them running away they're really good at running away but he does manage to get the heart and yeah. he brings the ingredients to Buffy's house and she drinks it uh, and starts convulsing Angel calls for drugs. Hey. It's a bit of a like overly dramatic moment, really. I don't think it was necessary. It's a really weird vial that this like weird glowy blue potion is in. And it's like a beaker, like... isn't it? I thought it was a ve- beaker. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like well, a it looks like a fancy beaker. Like it didn't look mm. like a standard scientific beaker. But um, they, he just doesn't need to worry about sunlight at all, right? Like earlier <sighs> when Buffy storms through with the curtain, they just leave it open, whatever. He's he's completely covered in the blanket to go into the, Buffy's house. But then, like once he's in the house, but whatever. also earlier on though, when she does go to his house, like when she pulls the curtain open, he's all like, bah! and she's all yeah. like, oh, sorry, sunlight. But also, and she then just leaves, leaves it open. open. I know, and then he's just like walking around, this, like the sunlight thing is really <laughs> like, badly, why do we have badly all, done. Yeah, why do we have all these vampires bother to be in these really dark, blacked-out places? And he's just hanging around in Buffy's house in the middle of the day with the window blinds like shining light right in there. I, I shouldn't even talk notice about that. It. I shouldn't that. talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, it's not important. Yeah. So Buffy wakes up and instantly heads straight to the school to try to figure out what's going on. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, they find the Scoobies manage to corner Freddy in his office and realise he isn't the killer because he's just avoiding Oz because of a bad review of Dingo's Ate oh, My yeah. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which Oz thinks is fair. Yeah. I found it really odd how, like, 
accurate. I guess Buffy seems to think her timeline for this is. Like, she gets there and's like, oh, we don't know who it is. She's like, we've got a few minutes left until they do it. And, and it's <laughs> like, what? Is there a ticking clock going here? How do you know you've got a few minutes? I mean, minutes? She, did, she did hear specifically this time tomorrow. So I guess she's counting down to vague, that time. That is so vague. This and she time fainted. Tomorrow. She probably wouldn't even know what the time was. True <laughs> that. Good point. You make a great point. Yeah. Yeah, but she's so certain she has a few minutes left. <laughs> she's Whatever. pretty sure. But Buffy shows up just in time for Cordy to find a letter on her desk from, on Freddie's desk from Jonathan. Jonathan! It's all clicking into oh. place. We finally got the person. Except and are you just like, did you audibly gasp, Chris? Did we get another audible gasp? Uh, not an audible gasp, but my, in my notes you'll see, because I usually I take like a line per thing, but t- oh, yes. Jonathan got two lines. <laughs> Jonathan yeah. is an exclamation point. Jonathan. Yes. Did you spell Jonathan with an E? Listen, I'm just jotting. I'm trying to watch the episode, Megan. All right? The notes are for me, not for not for public consumption. Okay? All right? They're for me to remind me. All right? Sorry. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to watch. I'm trying to watch my show. Okay? I'm trying to watch my stories. Okay? I'm trying to watch my show. Uh, now, I will say something Something else that happens later on got, got three lines. So oh, it's a big reveal. Okay. But I, I think Mabel. I, I think oh, Mabel my God. We'll get We're getting really close. It's okay. Like, so yeah. so they happen. all split off to find Jonathan. Meanwhile, we cut to Jonathan in the clock tower, like loading up his firearm ready to go. Where did you get this gun? Like, I also, why that... would you choose that gun to kill yourself? That's all I'm exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Okay. Let's, let's, let's talk yeah. about it here. Let's talk yeah. here. Let's yeah. break so it down. The thing, the thing I didn't like about this episode is the school shooter stuff. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs> and I think talking through it now, I think this is a thing because it's a first time, my first time watching it. Like I thought like for a good chunk of this episode, I'm like, oh, okay. So they're trying to find out who's going to shoot up the school. That's what mm. we're doing here. We're going to find out who's shooting the school up. And so, then like Jonathan's doing the gun thing in a clock tower, which is such a cliche Chris, as well. But put it into perspective. So this episode was actually delayed, right? It actually came out after the finale in the end because it literally was supposed to come out and a week before its air date, the mass shooting at Columbine High School happened. I was going to bring this up because I thought, I thought it was insensitive doing it four months after the Columbine shooting. No, it actually yeah. was. It was written well and truly before the Columbine incident was right. shot and ready to release, and then a week before it came out, Columbine happened, and they delayed it. So was it. it supposed to be in season three, or where where was uh, it placed? I mean, yes. So it's it's placed correctly now. So it's this is where it was in if it had been aired properly but when it originally aired it didn't show until after the season finale for season three so this no one saw this just pulled. nobody yeah. saw this episode nobody saw oh, this episode wow. when it was supposed to happen originally it came out four months later after like well and truly after the finale everything because uh, they right. waited yeah two months after the season okay. three finale i will say in in my mind i see the release dates like september or something what four months after the shooting and i'm like sure. oh is this this the idea because it'd yeah. take about four months to do an yeah. episode yeah oh it's a good idea for a show and like yeah. that was yeah. my perspective but no, like, it is, even it even dark. in the episode they talk about how like it's not actually that unheard of for like a even then shooting. No, and I yeah. think yeah, like watching this from the beginning I'm like you know we're, we're re-watching a 90s show and like mass school shootings are still a, a very much a thing worse than like honestly they have one every ever, week really. you know like it's like they literally they do drills in schools yeah for kids to ready themselves for mass shootings 
this yeah. is this is it's, what Americans live with. It's, it's horrific. It's ridiculous. And it and it's it is horrific. watching this episode and having them talk about it, like you know, being all like, you know, like I, I think there's a line where um, Xander and Cordy are talking, and and um, you know, Xander's all like, I still can't believe that somebody brought a gun to school, and and Cordy's all like, and you know, I actually wondered if that scene was added was after. Added. Because it, because it feels added, yeah. like it was very much, you know, because she's all like, yeah, because that never happens in American high schools, bordering on trendy at this point, says Oz. And, I mean, it was almost played for laughs at that point because, in a way, yeah, people did still laugh about it back then. Like, it was just like this mm. tragedy that was like, how could this possibly have happened? It'll never happen again. And now you would never see this kind of episode in a TV show, yeah. I don't think, oh, because God it's just no. not it's not a joke anymore. It's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was So when I joke, joke about what lost the episode for me. It's it was, just so. It this, yeah. This, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah. but this seeing it, in, uh, but now that you know the context, like literally this, this that was is... made and written yeah. well and truly before Columbine and then mm. was due to release and then they pulled it. And that's mm. why it came out when it did. Yeah. It's very interesting context. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but anyway, either way, it's really dumb that Jonathan has this ridiculous weapon and is yeah. going to kill himself. Yeah, but like, how is he even going to pull the which, trigger? Which, yeah, and like, it, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to talk through Which I think is for, I think it's because up until the twist, we're supposed to believe that he is yeah. about to do a mass shooting. And this is for the suicide. viewer, definitely. Yeah, yeah. This part but is like, he's viewer. got this massive case. What? Where? Like, where is Jonathan buying this gun? Gun? Like, it's fire? probably his one parents have one. Yeah. This is America. Mabel, this is America. I know. Everybody has a fucking gun. Seriously. Grandmas have guns. I know. And, like, so does everyone just know? Because Buffy's also very comfortable, like, disarming it. Like, does everyone just have gun skills? What is this? Yeah, Buffy does have mad gun skills, yeah. She she grabs it, no hesitation. Like, you know. Just, like, pulls it apart. I don't even have the gun terminology to describe it. Guys, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have just figured out what comes back. Because Ooh, before, let's go. Let's oh, go. before yeah. Buffy gets to the clock tower, how does she get there, guys? Guys, how does she, she get sees there? Because she sees him she up sees there. Him. She's, she's like, running. Up she's there. running she's up, up the stairs. She runs up the banister of the staircase. She's looking into the roof. Do to get to the roof? How does <laughs> one get from down all the way down here all the way up there? I'll tell you how, Chris. I'll tell you how. Buffy jump! Buffy jump! Number three! Number three! We're counting them! We're counting them! Buffy jump watch! Let's go! <laughs> Slayer parkour, man! And it was a good one, too. It this was a, was a proper jump. Buffy jump. Grabs the gutter, yeah. does a flip. Like oh, a flip yeah. Flip over. I literally... Buffy jump, number three. I can't believe I didn't realise this is what you were calling back to me because I literally pissed myself laughing as this happened and went, oh, my God, it's a Buffy jump. <laughs> Buffy jump number three, man, yes! I know. How many will there be? I know. You guys, I'm like... You said it in episode one when we saw her jump over the fence. Like a I, standing jump. You said, yeah. that's it. She'll never do that again. She'll never do that again. I know. I, I genuinely know. don't know how many there's going to be because I just have never been aware of this until we started watching this. Seriously. I know. I know. So like, far, think, it's one a season. It's one a season so thinking far. Thinking back, like thinking back now to season one and like the fuss I made over at like how little sense it made and how that's never And how it would never happen again. And how it just doesn't fit in with what Slayers do. And now it's just like, I've t- I totally concede. I take back everything. <laughs> 
But Slayer, like Buffy, the Buffy job is a Slayer power, and oh. it's just—it's like it's just—it's almost like like because because like she jumps, and it's almost like she hangs in the air for a minute mm-hmm. but as the scene oh, cuts yeah. to the other side of her, and then she grabs onto the gutter to get up. Yeah, Seriously, yeah. that she, is she like hangs the in the harness for a while. The then, jumpiest yeah. Buffy jump of all time. That's it's great. Right. A little oh. double jump there, like what? My cheeks are hurting <laughs> from laughing at this. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh. I know. I'm literally just reflecting on how much of a fuss I kicked up in. I can't wait to see if there's more Buffy jumps. Like, I really am excited like to see whether there are more now. to come. Oh. Yeah, I think there's going to be. This podcast right, is doing Chris. nothing else. It's, it's, it's calling out the Buffy jumps. It's calling out the jumps. We're the jump podcast. <laughs> We're the forefront. We should of rename <laughs> ourselves Buffy the Jump Podcast. <laughs> Bu- Look, the Buffy, Buffy Jump Australia. Podcast. We're on Jump Watch, guys. We're on Jump Watch. Jump Watch. Jump Watch 2021. Because Giles is a watcher. Our, I should change our bio on all that. Yeah, you should. you should. Giles is a watcher. We're the jump watchers. All right? We're on <laughs> yeah. patrol every night. It's the jumps. We're looking for the jumps. Slayer jumps. Yeah. Oh, my God. Buffy <laughs> no. jumps into the tower, confronts Jonathan, uh, who just, is hostile. Just, also to, just to finish Sorry. off her Jaffy bug, okay. she then blasts through the the the... What do you call it? The the the, the panelled window, the, the, the shutter things. Yeah, yeah, breaks through the wood. It's oh. a very, it's a, it's a dramatic entrance. I have to stop talking about this, but cheeks are literally hurting from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. so she heads into the clock tower, and Jonathan is very hostile at first. And I like how I like this moment where he's like, "Stop doing that. Stop saying my name like we're friends." Mm. And I really. I don't know why, but that that line really gets me every time. It's oh, this whole scene. Like honestly, I was I was this close to just going. You know what? I'm just going to repeat this whole scene in the podcast because I just love it so much. But then I was like, no, they'll give me their faces. Also, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't taking notes, so you couldn't. <laughs> also, I wasn't taking notes. <laughs> it's very good. Buffy shows some excellent nego- like negotiation skills here. You know, she really like when he talks about. Yeah, it's brilliant. Not- it's really well done. I mean, she honestly, does, this- she says all the right things really and it, but it's and it's just so like obviously it works so well in with with what she's just experienced but what a what an amazing message just generally to just be like you know I don't think about you Jonathan if I'm honest because I'm too busy thinking about my own fucking life it looks really quiet down there but it's not it's deafening and it's such a good reminder that you know people aren't thinking about you <laughs> like yeah. you know deal with your own shit a little bit and also like if someone hasn't, like, you know, I'm always like, oh, I feel really bad. I haven't messaged that person or, oh, that person hasn't messaged me for a while. And it's kind of like, because life is busy and you just, you know, like yeah. you don't have the time or the mental energy because you've got so many thoughts and so many things yeah. going through your brain every day. Life is exhausting and we're all just really busy in our own minds. And, and you know, yeah. we look peaceful on the outside, but we're not. It's just such and a like, great... Especially- yeah, especially high school and adolescence. Yeah. You know, it's just such a, a good point to point out, like, pretty much everyone is having a sucky time in high school, yeah. you know? Even the popular kids, even the, like, mm-hmm. the good-looking people, like, yeah. everyone. It's a, it's a great point, like, yeah. even outside of high school. Like, no matter what someone's life looks like on the outside, most people are having a shitty most time. Most people have some kind of issue, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and again, and that gets called out, like, where Jonathan's like, oh, seriously, the skinny pretty chick is going to tell me that life's hard and she's like excuse me but my life has happened to upon occasion absolutely suck um you know and 
and that's right he has no idea what she's been through he sees her and sees that she's pretty and you know has friends and laughs a lot and just assumes that everything is hunky-dory in her life and he has no idea that she's saved the world like four times from an apocalypse at this point stabbed her boyfriend through the heart yes sent him to hell all the things honestly Jonathan and then I just love that like they're talking and they're standing next to each other and she's like you know I could have taken that from you by now and I'd rather do it this way and like he hands over the gun it's just ah it's a great scene it's a really excellent scene this one yeah and disposes of the weapon to then discover that in fact despite him bringing a mass murdering weapon to school he only intended to kill himself so now we Mm. still have an issue yeah never mind xander to the rescue (laughs) you knew all along what did you make of this chris (laughs) (laughs) what a twist what a twist i did not see this coming at At the very end you know you already you thought jonathan was twist enough right like you thought we'd done the twist part we were at the end but no, I just love more. the reveal. Big like, you know, Xander walks into the cafeteria, <laughs> picks up the jello, and just stops and looks. And she's just got this giant tub of things with it rat is, poison written across. Like, great prop. It's such like an Acme cartoon scene, yes. you know, like a Looney Tunes. <laughs> like, he stops, his jaw drops to the ground yes. almost. Like, you could see this in cartoon see? form. And then, like, the lunch lady wielding a cleaver chases him into the cafeteria, you I know? know? Like, it is a cartoon scene. And again, this is why I was saying earlier that for me, this is this quintessentially Buffy thing, right? Like we've just had this emotional journey with Jonathan mm. and then cut to literally Wiley e. Coyote and, yeah. <laughs> and the Roadrunner chasing each other through the cafeteria, you know, like it's bloody brilliant. Um, I want to see someone animate this into actual like cartoon. Oh. I think I would, it would be really funny. That would be great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then we get to hear her voice and she calls ever the kid, the students vermin and very clearly sounds like the voice from the beginning, which is great. Yeah, um, she does. That, yeah, I really like that yeah. touch too. Yeah. Um, and so Vermin is angry at everyone for, like, coming in and eating every day. But he's just like, clearly logic is, not gonna, like, <laughs> logic is not going to work in here. It's a cafeteria. Uh, but Buffy rightly just punches her in the face and knocks her unconscious, as she should. Hellmouth, <laughs> hell um, man. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. <laughs> Hellmouth. Yeah, I mean, we never know what happened. Like, what happened? Did they did they arrest her? What happened? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. next day, Giles and Buffy discuss everything that happened. She's happy not to have voices. Jonathan is in trouble with his parents. Um, they decide they're going to do some training. And um, Buffy's on board as long as, actually, as long as Giles isn't too busy having sex with his mother, with her mother. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, and Charles uh, walks into a tree. That's my so good. Oh and my that's how the Can episode we that? ends. We need to gift that and just like send it out. Like Charles walking into a tree. Is a great walking moment. into a tree. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Also, just quickly, she dunks on Jonathan for being three yeah. feet tall. Just I hated such that. a cheap shot, man. Like yeah. It was like, really late. Like, we know? have, yeah, she goes through this whole like mind reading episode to clearly like get the nice dose of empathy to have that conversation with Jonathan because she's only like, who knows how much Buffy realized this before this episode, but like now mm. she's finally learned that everyone is suffering. Yeah. Um, and then it, Giles even comments like, oh, nice to see that it hasn't had any like permanent re- like damage on you because she just makes fun of Jonathan being three feet tall and why she'd never go to prom with him. <laughs> she just like, what am I, Saint Buffy? <laughs> I can't believe you find this so funny. You're the problem, Megan. It's just 
the other problem is. It's so like this fucking no, dude just I opened agree. up. Was about I agree to kill with you guys. I just I love him, her just line where she's just, just like, like oh, yeah, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm too mad at her to find it funny at this point. <laughs> it's, I, it's such I, a shitty thing to do. I right? hate it is shitty. Stupid, it is perpetuated shitty. like girls don't want to date guys shorter oh. than them bullshit. It's dumb. Like it's, it's dumb. so stupid. Yeah. yeah, because it makes men feel bad too. Because then like men have a complex about it as well. Then yeah, you know. And also this weird thing where like you know like. Not everyone, but like a lot of women still want to date guys that are specifically taller than them, and they get this whole like complex if they, as women, are too tall because they're afraid they won't find a guy that's yep. tall enough, and then like they feel self conscious wearing heels because they don't want to be even taller, and they and like they don't want to be taller than the guy that if they they miraculously found some guy that is still taller than them, and it's just like a whole bunch of bullshit. I recently <laughs> got really disappointed actually because I bought these insanely high heeled boots, mm. and I was really excited to like be this buff that towered over my boy friend and I was like really disappointed that still with all of that height I was still shorter than him. Oh my god how tall is this man? It's not even that I don't uh, I feel like I'm always see, so much shorter than I really I'm I'm five mm. seven and I have to say like when I used to be on Tinder it was a massive problem. Like guys would immediately take a dislike to me once they met me in person because I was too tall. Always like I was I, and I'm not particularly tall i'm slightly above average for women mm. but five seven nothing yeah. Yeah. yeah five seven five eight but it's it's actually taller than the average and so many men have a problem with a woman who's taller than them and it's really hard and it's really you know interesting yeah. I, I hate all the stupid height bullshit on um on like dating apps everyone's listing their heights on things oh i know and it's like a proper uh, thing yeah like, it's really dumb it's a real turn honestly whenever i see a and a, a dating profile that has their height and I, it's 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 not everyone like some of them just do it because they get asked about it a lot but it's such a turn off like i mostly swipe now i'm like if you need to advertise your height i like i don't want to talk to you it's no. just a turn off <laughs> that's it guys end of episode boom um, death count, two demons, one killed by Buffy, one killed by Angel. Yeah. That's um, Yeah. That's it. Cool. That's it. So apparently, oh my God, I'm just reading that scene where Giles walks into a tree, not in the shooting script, last minute edition by ASH, intending to provide the scene with comic relief. That is an, is a Tony Head original idea my right there. God. Fucking genius. Good job, it. mate. Yeah. Oh my God. And you'll be pleased to know that Hogan Martin was named after a gymnast who Jane Espenson actually went to school with. Chris. <laughs> huh. So nice. there you go. Nice. There you go. Great episode. Great episode. Great, Great episode. Ah. Oh. Um. All right. I think I'm worried that my quote is going to be the same as at least somebody else's. But Chris, what is your favorite you quote? Mm. I haven't even picked yet. Um. So. I don't know if I've told you guys this. I do some like school stuff every now and then. Like I mm-hmm. um, present to kids every oh, now and then. No, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this morning, it's like road safety stuff. And I actually oh, quite yeah. enjoy it. They're actually, cool. you know, oh my God, you that's good so group, cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did two this morning. I went to school and sort of just presented and talked to the new 10s. They're getting back to get their L's and just sort of talking cool. through it. Talking about driving and like, you know, it's not like a scary thing or like a horror story thing. It's just. Yeah. Like just you know, driving is a skill, and it's thing, something you can get really good at, and you don't have to be scared of it, and you can be a really good driver, and learning the right way is the best way to do it. Anyway, come on. But um, awesome. I uh, my second class today. My first class, I love it. They were really quiet, almost too quiet. The second class, you know, <laughs> uh, 
I, when I got started, I didn't really notice what was happening because it was like a new classroom. But some kids were like playing with a thing on the wall, and I figured out later that actually turned the air conditioner up to twenty six. <gasps> Brutal. To fuck with me, like while I'm oh doing this, pres- they just turn it all the way out. That's really devious. That is absolutely <laughs> incredibly devious. Uh, so my my quote of the episode is: "Students, if we could just get rid of the students." <laughs> <laughs> I tend to agree. It's gonna be so much better. We just get rid of the students. Mr. Be- Channeling, you're in a Mr. Beach. That's right. It's one of my first <laughs> thoughts that uh, Buffy reads. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. Mabel. I'm just yeah. going to keep it simple. Um, it's, it's a Freddy quote. Oh, cool. That's Bread good. crusts. That's deep. I should write that down. <laughs> Bread crusts. <laughs> well, Megan, the line's all yours. Oh, my God. I'm so excited that nobody else picked this. And you guys are probably like, because you always are whenever I give you my quote. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Beach. I was just wondering, were you planning on killing a bunch of people tomorrow? Oh, it's for the yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> that, is I, that, that was a good one. That was good. <laughs> Classic Courtney. She doesn't even try to follow the questions. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm supposed to tell you it's for the you. <laughs> so good. So good. All right. Well, Chris, we know what lost the episode for you. <laughs> so so yeah. tell us what won the episode for you. For the first time ever, I've got it written. I wrote it down. Like I was really impressed by Buffy this episode. Like Buffy herself. <laughs> But then she jumped. It's gonna go to this bump. Buffy jump. Buffy jump number three, baby. Buffy jump number three. She was great, but then she jumped. The Buffy jump number three. Man, I always think she's gonna jump. It was almost funny. Almost. But then she, she's still getting it in some form or fashion. But yeah. It's, the, it's yeah. really the jump. It's yeah. the jump. It's the stunt woman who did that jump. You know. <laughs> Thank you, stunt woman. Oh my god, I wish I knew her name. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Mabel. Um. Yeah, no, I think honestly, through talking about it, I'm going to give it to the final lunch lady rat poison thing. Oh, yeah. I think talking through the cartoonish humor of it just made me relive it and realize yeah. how, fi- like her with the cleaver, the whole th- the whole scene, Xander coming That's and great. flipping over the tables, the rat poison, the look on her face when he sees her, just that whole rat poison scene. Nailed it. it for me. Yeah, like, totally get it. Great, love it. I mean, guys... It's pretty obvious. I'm going to go for the emotional pain, aren't I? Like, it's my jam. That scene is is is, is killer. I mean, I think yeah. about it regularly. It's actually like one of those episodes, one of Wait. those scenes of Buffy. The moment between Jonathan and Xander. Uh, Jonathan and Buffy, oh, I, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the jump still. Sorry. Oh. But, uh, the, emotional, the emotional heart of the episode, really. The jump. <laughs> she thinks sorry. about it often. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thinks about it all the time. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I appreciate the jump. The jump is awesome, but no, I got to yep. give it. I got to give it to Jonathan and Buffy. It's nah. a great scene. I well think good, about well it regularly. Good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, that was my first episode with no notes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, that was, I could have been convinced you did have notes. Couldn't tell the difference, to be honest. Thanks. It's better than some other episodes with notes, I think. It's <laughs> more coherent no more than others. I mean. If you need to save the time, just go for it, man. You know, because honestly, I have so many random thoughts and I write too many of them down. So at least this way, I only remember the good ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one way. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Very cool. Good. So, Chris, tell us where we can find you. Uh, check us out. Uh, Poor Boys Recommends, Poor Boys Comedy. 
on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. We're rounding 100. We're almost at episode 100. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. What are we up uh, to? How many episodes? I was just thinking we should count. I don't know. I can tell you when the 100th episode is. Yeah, just there's 144 episodes in the whole season. In the whole season five finale is the 100th episode. Yeah. That's what happens when you pause every five years. Well, look, um, <laughs> yeah, check us out. What am I doing this week? Oh, I'm talking about watches. That was a weird one. But uh, <laughs> I, had to, I had to watch a movie called Finding Jesus last week. That was fun. No, and uh, so just quickly, are you talking about uh, Wesley and Giles this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so no, like wristwatches, you, you know, like ones you okay, oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the jump watches, guys. Not, it's not us. the council of watches. Not the jump council watches. of watches. The council of <laughs> jump watches, guys. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and of course, us, Buffy Strayer, all the yeah. socials. Check us out. Send us a message, email, comment, like, subscribe. You know the drill. Been yeah. some great Twitter play lately. I've been vaguely aware of. I'm terrible at going on any of the socials anymore, but I do occasionally read stuff. And you know, I'm like that creepy stalker who reads stuff but doesn't respond now. But I appreciate <laughs> everything that gets posted and commented and written. So thank you, everybody, for yeah, doing we that. Yeah, d- we definitely, <laughs> we definitely read it all. I can promise you, what we we read and what, like everything, even if we don't reply or reply. Did you, <laughs> Mabel? Did you see the response to last week's episode? Some Someone else knows the Sun Theatre. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Uh, yes. Good. <laughs> I'll check that out. Good. <laughs> Uh, cool. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us and catch you next time. Catch you next time, guys. Bye. Bye bye bye. Australians watching Buffy. It's Buffy the Vampire Australia. I feel like this is going to be the longest. No, I'm going to jinx it. I don't want to say it. Never mind. We're doing really well. We haven't stopped yet. (laughs) We haven't had a hiatus.